Hey guys, it's Vince. If you're finally looking to get a grip on this whole marketing thing, uh, we got the six-week new client surge program coming up. It's in February. It's our flagship program where we teach gym owners how to be the masters of their marketing. You're going to learn how to raise your prices. You're going to learn how to generate more leads. You're going to learn how to convert those leads. Uh, it's really a full comprehensive masterclass on how to own the marketing side of your business. So there's a link in the show notes. Go ahead and click the link. It's got all the deets there. Uh, we start February 4th, but if you sign up before Jan 1, you get a special discounted price. So go ahead, hit the link in the show notes, and let's get rolling. Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with Vince Gabriel. Vince, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing great, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, it, this is an audio podcast, but you look a little tired. I'm going to say, for me <laughs> sitting in the room, you look like you're a little bit drained today. You haven't shaved in a few days. I haven't shaved. So uh, so why do you look so tired? Uh, well, I haven't been sleeping very much. Is, is, something, is, 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 something, is something going on? Do you want to share something with the listeners no, out there? No. Something personal going on? So, yeah, no, nothing personal, all good stuff. Uh, but I was at a probably the most intensive, well, definitely the most intensive seminar I've ever been to. But I was at the uh, Tony Robbins Date with Destiny seminar, which is a six-day uh, event in Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, they literally get you there at 10 in the morning and you don't leave till like 2.30. And then, so mom, like last uh, seven, eight days on like four hours sleep a night. And actually the night I came back, our flight was like at 7 a.m. So I was like, got zero sleep. And I came on and did the mastermind call right after that and then passed out. So Let me but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a long uh, week and lots of, thinking and crying and yelling and screaming but um it, it was it was everyone should experience it once and, and really I, I I think it's like I just appreciate we've had the conversation of Adele before I just appreciate people that are the best in the world at what they do even if you're not a believer right not everyone loved Michael Jordan but everyone appreciated Michael Jordan playing like everyone appreciated the best in the world everyone appreciate you can you cannot like Adele but you appreciate the talent right and I think he's in that camp why do you think why do you think it's such a hot button because because like even people even guys that we talk to in the mastermind are either like love him so much yeah. or they're like oh come on come on why, why do you think because he's I, such because I think that there's I think the one thing was the infomercial thing I think that when he went on infomercials, he kind of was probably looked at as, you know, the same breath as some of the, you know, clean your couch in this and, and then it not working. You know, so I think that's part of it. And I think the other thing is, you know, I think there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of dancing and jumping around. And, you know, I'm not like that. Like my Like I went with Vanessa, who is like dances like crazy, but I don't like dance i don't hate to dance but so i think that a lot of people with that kind of stuff get very uncomfortable they don't want to participate they don't want to yell they don't want to scream and i think uh from that and again i could be putting words in their mouth but they don't want to be they don't honestly like maybe they don't want to get out of their comfort zone which is kind of like a big thing that you talk about at the seminar is is one of their one of their biggest quotes is the quality of your life is the direct amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with, and I think that like events like these 
get people well, well outside of their comfort zone. And so when you uh, don't want to get outside your comfort zone, what do you do? You criticize. You actually caught a little criti- criticism for attending the seminar. So you put up a post on your Instagram page, right? And did you say you were at the Tony Robbins seminar? I you- did, yeah. And someone someone uh, took a shot at you. Yeah, he took a shot at me. He's, I'm going to just read his exact quote. Okay. Now here's what he said. He said, attending a TR circus, okay, circus, uh, literally destroys any credibility and makes knowledgeable people wonder why. Attending a TR circus literally destroys any credibility and makes knowledgeable people wonder why. It, it almost reminds me of like a religion or a cult or like, like <laughs> yeah. veganism. Like, I, he's, a, he's a very polarizing. You're either in the camp or you can't be in between. So even if you want to go to the seminar and like get a little piece of it. Or well, like, I, I know. I don't, I don't think – I think you can be in between because I think you can the, – the big point I think is like I, I – you, you, it's like Michael Jordan and basketball, right? You don't have to be a Jordan-like lover, but you appreciate the talent. Right. Right, Adele. I've talked about Adele on the podcast before. You appreciate the talent. And so, like, yeah, you don't agree with everything he says, but you got to appreciate at some point that someone's the best in the world at what they do. And there's, you got to, I mean, you can't, you can't argue that he's helped a lot of people out. I mean, yeah, I get the whole, yeah, like someone brings up, hey, so what do you guys think about Donald Trump at Thanksgiving? And it's just like, oh, God. So, but, so let's, Maybe that's a good topic for today's well, but, show. But here, what I want to do is I really want to talk about dealing with criticism. And so this is like an example um, I'm trying to set here is that a lot of times like we hold the criticism, we get very tight to our sleeve. Like we don't want anyone to know we got criticized. And like I literally read the exact thing that I got criticized with. And what I'm doing is turning it around as content, right? It's content now. It's just like uh, – I forget who said this, but something, uh, I forget who this was, but they said, everything that happens to me in my life is an email. That's true. Everything that happens to me in my life is an email. And so if you think about, oh, I got some guy on Instagram that posted something, but now I can come on this podcast. I can, this gave me the idea. That criticism gave me the idea to do this podcast today. Like literally I had something else planned and that saw that post and I was like, perfect. Thank you. Whatever his name is, sir, thank you so much for content for my podcast today. And but but I think a lot of people don't think of it that way. They think that the criticism is the personal attack, and the criticism is like you know uh, they don't like them or it's personal. It's like I I, I could you know obviously it, it, it's a, it, it, there's varying levels. I don't know this guy from a hole in the wall. Like I've never met him before. It's not like he was my buddy. Um, if it was someone like I really respected, it would probably hurt a little more. But at the end of the day, it's all like learning, right? It's all like like learning and it's all progress and it's all getting better. And, you know, we've had some really big bouts of criticism. I wanted to kind of talk about them today because remember, I always want to try and make sure that, you know, we're not, you and I are not coming on here and saying Gabriel Fitness is like the best gym ever and we don't have any problems. And like, I think the biggest thing is I'm going to start doing more is talking about the challenges that we've had over the last 11 years. There's a lot of them. But, uh, I mean, we, we in the first, I, do, I think it might have been the first like few months we were open, we got a letter in the mail, an anonymous letter in the mail from a client. 
I think they put it in the mailbox. It wasn't even sent to us. Yeah. Someone dropped it and in an, the mailbox an, by an, hand. And an anonymous letter in the mail. And it was basically saying how we were ripping people off. And, like, this was back when we had, like, you know, 30 clients. So we were, like, we spent hours, you and me, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You spent no, – no, no, no. No, we were talking about oh, this. Oh, I remember. We it's were a, talking about this, and we so, were like looking through our client list thinking, who could it be? Who could it be? Who could it be? I think I remember uh, Sandy, who worked the front desk, was looking at the handwriting and trying to match, <laughs> yes. was trying to match the handwriting a, up with yeah. the handwriting on our, like, right. our, our health history. But it's, but it's a great example of look how far back then, look how far we went. right? Look how far we deep into how personal we took it. And how far we went versus it really it probably had not much to do with us. Right? It was probably just they're having a really shitty day. And like what are you doing every shitty day? Well you blame it on someone else. And but it, so But that, it's not that easy. So 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 how do you how have you gotten to that point where you can get over that stuff? Because I think that's where people struggle is like yes. everybody's gonna get well let's let's be honest, like everybody gets criticism. And if you right, no matter how big you get and probably the bigger we've gotten, the more we've gotten. And we just handled it a little better, right? I, I I have and this is not an easy thing for me to 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 deal with, but I am in the process of all right, I I understand that probably as I become more known and I write more books and I get more people in the mastermind and stuff like that, that I'm, there's gonna be more guys like this guy on Instagram that say stuff to me. And I it, it's still like st- things for a second but then i'm realizing is like all right there's a reason that you're being criticized and it's almost like a positive it's like if everyone's saying everything great about you and everybody loves you then are you really making waves in the world right there's there's no way that tony robbins can make the impact he's made on the world without haters without criticism you know there's all kinds of criticism for you know, every really well-known, famous person. And, and, and honestly, too, if you think about it, most of the gyms in this that we deal with, they kind of are well-known, famous people, right? They kind of are well-known. If you think about it, you're, and you should be trying to do this, as I've talked about many times, but you're like a well-known, famous person in your community, and there's a good chance you're going to get some people that don't like you because, you know, we've been criticized that, you know, hey, you know, oh, they, you know, uh, they're just, they, they're exclusive because they're so expensive, right? Or they don't welcome people. And I've literally had people get angry. I had one guy get angry at me, literally, like, like his face turned beet red in the consultation when I showed him the prices. And he's like, how do you sleep at night charging this amount of money? So, how, okay, so, so how do you handle, so, so how do you handle that situation? How do you stay cool in a situation like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, did you, not, did it's you? not, yes, I did. I, at that point, and here's the thing, if it was earlier in my career, I probably wouldn't have, but I did hold it together because in the back of my mind, what came to me was, well, uh, there's about 270 people that don't think it's that expensive. Right. And I just, you have to have the mindset of not everyone is for you. Right. Not everyone is going to love you. Not everyone is going to, and even if they do love you, they're probably not everyone's going to become a client of yours. But like, I remember him saying that to me. And I was just like, at first, I was like, shit, it really stung. But then I realized it, it, it really had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do um, with him. And uh, the, one of the quotes I heard 
um, uh, from the, in, at the seminar was resentment destroys the person who resents. Resentment destroys the person. Like if you think about that for a second, it's just like wow. And then the follow up to it is, and this is all straight from the the seminar. Um, but resenting is like injecting poison in yourself and expecting them to die. <laughs> you know what I've I'm saying? Yeah. It's so it's like so. What is the point? There's really no point in you getting all emotional and you resenting and you getting all hopped up about it. Because at the end of the day, it's not really going to change them, you know. And it, and that's to say that's not to say that you can't learn from it, right? That's not to say that you know you can't uh, learn from it. But but I had you know there was a there was a guy recently that that um, came to me, and uh, two months after the seminar was over, which seminar? Uh, we had a seminar recently. Oh, is this a seminar that you had? Yeah. Okay. And two months after the seminar over. He was like very confused about something. And two months later, he asked for his money back. And I was just like, okay. And I was like, okay, I stand by my guarantee. I was like, this is the first person that's ever asked this before. But I stand by my guarantee. And, and my answer, I was like, I typed it out a few different times. I was just like, I wanted to kind of ream into him. And I didn't. I took the high road and I said, I said what I said. And then he emailed back right after and just said, oh, forget the refund. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was just like, and I'm like, oh gosh, this has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with me. He was struggling with something and, you know, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was, you know, a personal problem or just he was struggling, but like literally I've done, I've, I've done seminars for hundreds of people and I've never gotten that kind of thing, let alone two months after. But, um, I think that the big realization is a lot of the criticism you get, it really has nothing to do with you it's more about what they're going through in their life and we can kind of have that mindset on it you'll take it less personally how, how do you handle so i think it's it's a little bit easier if the person's like some random person on instagram yes right or if it's like like the like the gentleman who who complained about the seminar is not someone you've worked with a lot not someone you had a, a close personal relationship with but we've gotten criticism from longtime members or from people that you like you said some people that you have a lot of respect for now they come to you with a criticism. Now, how, is that a, do you handle that differently, or how do you take? Because that that could hurt, right? That could weigh yeah, me a little bit. For sure. And here's the thing: if it's someone I really respect and someone I really would lo- like, I, I I would 100. Um, percent A lot of it is in how things are done, right? On, on how things are done. If it's like the you know this guy on Instagram that's just he's just wants to be heard and just wants his voice. Versus if I know it's someone that is genuinely cares about me that wants to give me advice to get better i will listen 100 percent. because the truth the truth is at gabriel fitness our clients complain it's like sure. it's like we're, we're a successful business but we've had clients that have been here for 10 years and they voice their opinions and they, yes. i don't like this i don't like that and and we used to have like it's it, we've learned throughout the way like remember we had one client tell us yelling at us about where we should park our cars right Yes. Like she came to us and she was like, you guys, you know, you're parking your cars in the front of the parking lot and you're making the clients walk the extra seven feet to go to the foot. And we, at first we were like, what the heck is wrong with this lady? Like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, we're like this. And then we kind of like thought about her like, well, you know what? She's, she's kind of got a point. So now we all parked it. We all, we we all parked in the back. And it's like we learned from it. And it's just like, now we laugh about it. Now we laugh. But at the time and going back to the letter, Going back to that, the, the letter that we got, it was like 
I, I was like lost sleep over this thing because I was like a new business owner. I'm just like, how could no someone not like us? Like we do a great job. We work really hard. We take care of people. How could they not like us? And it was like we were blindsided by it, totally blindsided by it. But um, and, 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 and I guess that's why I'm doing this podcast because there's probably a gym owner out there that may get a letter like that. Um, and even if you're doing a great job, because it probably, again, like I said, has nothing to do with you usually, unless you do something really stupid. So how, how do you, right? how do you filter out? Cause I'm sure a lot of gym owners get complaints about, you know, they don't like the someone doesn't like the type of training they're doing or the equipment they use or the systems they have. So how do you decipher what, which ones you should take and, and actually make changes and then other ones where you go, ah, this person's an idiot. Because we all, we, we all have done both and say, I need, I need to change every, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you decipher when, when, to, when well, to make those decisions? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is that um, when, it, it, and again, we're kind of going back and forth between like good, healthy criticism from a client right. versus like this guy on Instagram that doesn't know me, he's never met me, and he's just basically responding to something I said. So there are varying levels to this. But I do think probably the most of the people listening do get criticism from their customers that are, you know, they want a better service, so they want a better experience. Um, the, the number one thing that I do when we get is I don't justify. What do you I mean? don't justify. So if a client is saying, you know, I really think that, you know, when you're doing the workouts here, you know, that your, you know, your workouts are too long, that actually, you know, we're doing 40 second intervals. And I read a thing on, you know, men's health that said we should only be doing 20 second intervals. We get a lot of them. We get a lot like, of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so like my first thing of like, is not arguing with them, is not arguing with them. Um, the first thing we'll do is acknowledge and, and thank them. So acknowledge and thank them. Right. So I'll be like, acknowledge. I'm like, well, thank you. First of all, first of all, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. All right. I definitely, I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Here's what I'm going to do. You know, we're going to go and, you know, we have meetings every week and we talk about all the things that, you know, clients give us feedback on and stuff. And what I'll do is, you know, we'll, we'll address this, you know, at the meeting. I'm not, I didn't say I'm going to change it. I didn't say you're right. I didn't say anything like that. I just said, I appreciated them. I thanked them. And then I said, it will be addressed in some way, shape or form. And if it's something that really needs to be dealt with, we may email them and just say, hey, we just want to let you know we discussed this and this is why we're doing this and blah, 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 blah. But if you're in the moment, right, and you're in that like you did this, well, well this is what the research says, right? The research says 40 seconds. Maybe you're not reading the research, right? Men's health is bullshit. You shouldn't be reading that stuff anyway. Like you all of a sudden just totally throw yourself down to a very, very low level of, of business owner. And so I think that that's where, you know, you have to kind of keep your calm and keep your cool and, and, and really understand that um, if it's someone that is a client, a lot of the time they just want to be heard, right? And a lot of times there's value that you can get from that. So I think taking the criticism with the mindset of that is, uh, is an important thing. Now, now how, how do you go about not letting this criticism affect your your because like is that guy's post gonna affect because I, I think a lot of people if they got a if they got a, a critique like that on an Instagram post it may they may say that's like a guest pressing post on the next one or you know if that client comes back in the gym they're gonna go oh man I, I, I might need to change what I do so like how do you go about not letting that that stuff ha kind of haunt you yeah yeah so uh, with exactly what I said before 
almost not, I don't want to say I seek it. Okay. Not seeking it, but almost understanding that everything good in my life is an ability to, to, to help. Right. To, you know, be on the, on the mission, right. Everything good in my life is a lesson to be taught. Everything bad in my life is a lesson to be taught. So every negative thing that happens and not to say that doesn't hurt and stink. This, this, dumbass's quote on instagram like didn't bother me like I, it was i was excited i was kind of like laughing and excited about it and like it's funny right above his quote is one of our best clients that's been a client for seven years and you know he says thank you and you know the guy that made that quote uh the the guy um that the guy that was a client of ours that made the quote is the baddest dude, the dude you would never want to mess with. Like he's just like, you know, you the, the last guy you want to see in an alley is this guy, and he loves it. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's really cool. But there's uh, they they talked about um, uh, this is kind of a um, a really good segue into your question. But like, how do you deal with it? Well, the, the, the worst way to deal with it is, is called uh, learned helplessness, okay? And learned helplessness is basically you teach yourself you know, to be helpless. You teach yourself into these negative mindsets uh, and you teach yourself just to be you know, bogged down by all these negative shit that happens in your life. And there's three Ps to learned helplessness. The first one is permanent. The first one is permanent is that your brain believes that you're not enough or you won't be loved. That when you hear that this kind of thing about you, that your brain believes that it's permanent. The second P is pervasive. Pervasive. And it's because I have this problem, everything is destroyed. I, I was pervasive when, um, when we got that hate mail. I was like, my life was turned upside down. And I'll talk, I've talked about when we've been sued before. I've been honest with that and open with that of how we've been sued before. And, um, that, that was pervasive in my life. So like that one person, that one, that one event, that one event just took me down a rabbit hole and did not allow me to be at peace in my life. Right. Versus separating into a box and just saying, all right, that happened. This is that event over there, but I got all this great stuff. I mean, I mean, you know, gratitude is such a, I mean, they talked about gratitude so much. I mean, it really is like, they just, the secret to a happy life is, is being grateful. It's just like the, the amount, and I've, I, I've been hearing it. Obviously you hear it everywhere you go, but the amount that they talked about it and different ways and tools to practice it, um, it's, 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 uh, it's a really, really great thing that people need to practice more over. Um, and at some point I'll probably share some of the, uh, the tools and tactics that I've been using. What's the, what's the third uh, P for it? The third P is that you take it personally. That's the biggest one for yeah. everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. That something is wrong with you, right? That something is wrong with you. So, um, that is something wrong with me that I, that I went to a Tony Robbins seminar is something wrong with me that I provide an experience that someone didn't like is something wrong with me that you know i you know i made a mistake and i said this thing and it offended somebody right and the reality is it's like no you can't take it personally that's like you know the four agreements we talked about is don't take anything personally but those are the three p's to learn 
if you, you can learn the great and the great book people should read is is and it's a really short read is learned helplessness by martin seligman and i think he's uh wharton i think he's i think he's at upenn um but uh i mean pretty much the the pioneer of of, of positive psychology is martin seligman um, but uh, and the book is just titled "Learn Helplessness." But those are the three pieces: it's permanent, it's pervasive, and it's personal. And this is all just about being able to deal with the criticism, like because I because what about people that want to make everybody happy? I think that's the biggest oh, one. Is like, you, you, can you, you can you avoid can you totally avoid criticism? Is it? I mean, I, I think you can. I think you can. I just think you're playing really, really small. I think what, do you you mean, what do you mean by that? Playing. Because if like if you like think about. If you spend your life trying to not upset anybody, are you really living fully? Are you really fully living your life that you spend your entire life not wanting to upset anybody? That makes sense. It's you're not you're, you're not being yourself because your every action you're taking is you're thinking about what someone else would think, right? You're thinking about oh, is this going to make this person and like you're you're torturing yourself. Versus just truly being yourself. And like I'm not saying that people should just do whatever they want. I think people should be respectful and courteous of, of other people and, and, and care about other people. But the reality is if you go through life trying to make everyone happy, it's probably not going to be uh, a very happy life for you. So, so what is some advice that you, you – like more practical advice? Like what if someone – because I, I think it's easy to sit here and say like, oh, it doesn't, you don't let it affect you anymore. But to a young gym owner who starts getting these this stuff rolling in, like, what's the best way to kind of go about it? I mean, I think that the the biggest thing that that people need to understand the first thing is is most times that you get criticism, it it it, it feels like it's about you, but most time it, it's about them. Like, I know the stuff that I've complained about things are the times that I've been the most stressed myself in my life, right? When I'm like really good and I'm really feeling great. Like if something bad at a restaurant happens, I kind of just like laugh it off and just kind of like whatever. But if I'm really stressed about something or I'm not sleeping well and something like bad happens to me, I'm much more apt to be complaining and like, how could you do this? Like, why would this? And and, and so like I'm, I realize as I go through my life, the more under control I am and the more comfortable I am, the more confident I am, the less I'm like lashing out into other people. Like th that's why I like like there was a post yesterday about like you know should like should gym owners um that i i think the post was should what do you what's your opinion on should a fitness business consultant own a gym or not and it was very related to me because i'm one of the only consultants that does still own a gym and like everyone's like posting and commenting and stuff like that. And like someone tagged me in it. And, you know, I was, just, I looked at the post and I was just like, and I just moved on because it's just like, it's not for me. It wasn't like worth it to give that any kind of energy. It didn't really matter. Um, whatever. I'd rather go and spend my time thinking about what I could do to help my mastermind members grow versus trying to position myself, you know, in a way that yes, you, cause, cause what should I say? What should I say? I should say, yes, 100%. You 100% need uh, a fitness business consultant to own a gym. Like, oh, yes, that's what I should say. But now it's like, okay, do I, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's great, there's great consultants out there. Shit, we've had plenty of them that don't own gyms. That, that, don't own gyms, that worked with us. 
you know, I do think as the higher level you get, the more you can go outside your industry. I think people at a lower level should probably stay in the industry. But it's just like there's like it's so it was like so definitive and like oh yes definitely no no and I was just like whatever. So I like it's just sometimes you got to choose not to participate in the stuff that's going to drag you down. But I have found that the better you feel and the more in tune you are with your emotions, the less this stuff will bother you. And I can think back to the time where I wasn't when I was a burnt out gym owner in the first year of my career and two bad things happened and I was in an uproar, in an absolute uproar. My life was turned upside down by these little things and now stuff like this happens and it's only because I've learned along the way that if I ever get sued again, it will be one sixteenth hundredth of the percent effect of my life as it was last time. But I've been through it. And so I think that now, like most people will go through some kind of criticism and it's going to be varying levels. I mean, maybe we've, you know, gotten, a, you know, getting sued is like the ultimate criticism, right? It's like, it's the worst. Um, and I'm not saying it's not, but I will say I've helped many people get through it. And only because I went through such a painful experience do I kind of am very um, empathetic with them, you know, but really telling them to not beat themselves up about it, that it's not personal, that it's pretty much just someone else's issues. You know, we didn't do anything wrong. It's just like, it's, it's, it's stupid. But um, so I think that the, the first thing is, is, is really understanding that um, one, there's a lot to learn from criticism, right? Two, there's a lot of things that you can do to spin criticism in your favor. Well, here we have a podcast, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people are going to listen to this podcast. Uh, so thank you, Mr. Instagram post guy that posted on my Instagram that said this, and I appreciate the fuel and ammo to, for us to have a great conversation today about criticism. And we're, we're open. We've gotten criticism about this podcast. And back in the day when we first started, we were talking a lot about Rocky movies and temple football. Yeah. And we, yeah. Got, we got some feedback, and it, but we learned from it and we realized, you know, maybe we do need to make some changes. So my feelings were a little hurt in the beginning. Really? No, no, not at all. No, not at all. But it's, it's, it's good because you, sometimes you think that, that what you're doing is right. And then people open your eyes to it. Yeah. So, so I, I guess, I guess the two with criticism is, you know, kind of going back to those, um, those P's is that not when you do get some criticism or it is, it, it, not everything in, in your life is bad, right? It's just that one little thing. And, and, and don't take it personally. It's not a lot of, most of the time, it's not about you or something that you did. It's more about how that person is, what's going on in that person's life, you know? And it's like, it, it, and the, the actually, you know, the, the, the guy that wanted the refund, it ended up being a positive experience, you know? Like we went back and forth with email and I gave him some, pointers on things that he could do and it ended up turning into you know a thing so if I like kind of blasted back at him for saying you want your money back that's bullshit it's been two months like whatever you know then he would have just been like yeah whatever give me my money back versus the way I came back with him was very you know you know matter of fact I was I wasn't like soft but I was matter of fact and I just said yeah I'll give you your money back because that's what the guarantee said and then he came back and he's like oh, I don't want and then we had an exchange and then we it was productive it was a productive conversation right so a lot of times you can turn criticism into good productive conversation you get a criticism from one of your clients maybe turn it into a good productive conversation it's going to be a win-win for both of you because I will tell you this I will tell you this when, when you get a client that gives you some feedback and ha and it's legitimate right it's legitimate 
you know, feedback. And you learn from that and you get better from that and you thank them. That strengthens the relationship, right? That strengthened that, that just strengthened the relationship with that client because they felt heard, right? They felt listened to, they felt respected. And at the end of the day, a lot of times, sometimes you, you probably got some, we have some really smart people training at our gym, Absolutely. some really intelligent business minds that we've gotten some really good feedback from, really good feedback from. And I think that if we had always had the attitude or we were on the defense and we were taking things personally, um, then, you know, it, it, we wouldn't learn from that and we wouldn't strengthen the relationship with, with the client. So. I think we beat that up pretty good. We did, man. We did. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're going a little bit long. That's my criticism, right? So, so, uh, so, anything else to wrap it up? Yeah, do, I mean, do, I, do you recommend? Let me ask you this: Do you recommend that people that are so? So, what if someone is the Tony Rob? We'll go back to Tony. What if someone's that? Do, do you recommend the, the, these seminars? Like, how is it? How has it personally impacted you? No, it was total bullshit. <laughs> it was total bullshit. No, it, no. It, I, I mean, it was. It was. It, this is you know three podcasts. I mean, I literally have a moleskin full of notes, like a full moleskin of notes after six days. And, um, it, it was, it's, 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 it's just so much. It's hard to get into. It's very personal. I went with my wife, Vanessa. Um, it, it, it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had with her to really experience that with her. And for us to do that together, um, you know, our, you know, we're just a lot stronger now in our marriage from it. Just, just from like understanding how, you, you, like, so here's the example. One of the things that, it, 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 this is a good one. So there was a whole day on relationships, whole day on relationships. And, um, he, he, he goes through and he talks about, um, the, uh, be, feeling safe, like women feeling safe. And he, he asked, they, there's 5,000 people there. By the way, 5,000 people all paid five grand a piece. That's not a bad day. Not a bad day. Or a week. Not a bad week. Not a bad week. Um, but <laughs> so there's probably, it was very even in terms of male, female. And so he said, women, he's like, ladies, raise your hand if at some point in the last month you felt unsafe. Every hand went up. Every female hand. Every female hand. He's like, guys, raise your hand if any, um, Anyone, if you guys have felt safe last month, none, none, and it just like shows you how different, like Absolutely. that this is like a total being on a, a different planet. But the one thing he did at some point, he's like gets through the men, the difference of the men and women, and there's some really good tactics that I'm going to share. Um, but um, he he talks about he said he's like he was talking to the ladies. And he was like, ladies, there is one thing that a man craves in his physiology. It's, it has nothing to do with culture. It has nothing to do with race or ethnicity or anything like that. It's baked in a man's physiology. Um, and he plays a, a quote from Braveheart where Mel Gibson's riding the horse back and forth. And he yells, freedom! <laughs> and the word was freedom. Right. And so he, 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 he all of a sudden, he, Tony's like would throw his arm up in the air and yell, freedom, and then pause. And yell, freedom, and the whole, the, the guy, well, we were all getting up and yelling freedom. And, like, he goes and he interviews the women on how are the women feeling after they heard that. 
and they were all like, <laughs> they were so funny. It was like, one woman was like, she's like, oh my God. She's like, that is amazing. He's like, and then one girl, like she got down on both knees and she was just like, just take me, just take me. <laughs> and, but it's just like, they saw something that I could tell Vanessa I needed freedom. I could tell Vanessa, hey, I just need my freedom. I just need to go off on my own. I just need to be just, give me a minute. Just like, like, and I can tell her that. And then it's like me, you know, it's, it's different versus she was there and she saw that. She witnessed that. She witnessed those 30,000 guys jump up. And then she witnessed the girls that were interviewed. And she witnessed how she was feeling at that moment of what a man really needs that. And she was like, that was one of the biggest She's like, I now see that and I see of why you need that. I see why you need to go off on your own. I see why you need to, you know, sometimes me to just let you be and let you go. And it, it was a really, so it was like for us to share it together was a really powerful um, thing. So the answer is yes, I definitely would um, strongly recommend. I mean, it really is saying it's, it's a big investment. It's a big investment in money. It's a big investment in time. I mean, literally, we had to have someone watching our kids mm -hmm. for like seven days. It was a big ordeal to get there. But um, and he has a smaller seminar called Unleash the Power Within, which you attended yeah. uh, with me, which is a great place to start. I, I don't know if I would start with David Destiny. You're kind of throwing yourself in the deep end of the pool. But um, if, yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was special. It was special. All right. Anything else? Um, there is one line I do want to share because I did, um, if anyone is still listening right now, I doubt it. There are people, but, there's still people still listening. Yeah, They're yeah. out there. Um, this was one of my favorite quotes, right? Um, of the whole thing. It said, you can't influence someone when you're judging them. And what are we doing? What are we doing? We're, we're, every day we're trying to influence people to get healthy and fit. And a lot of times we, we judge. I know me personally, I am like a natural judger. Yeah, like true. that is, I do. No, it's, and, it, and it's, it shows like when I take all personality tests and it shows your strong points and your weak points, a weak point of mine is I'm very critical and judgmental of others. And it's something that I know is a, is, is a flaw of mine. It's a total flaw. And I, I realize that when I, um, if my job or my mission in, in this life is to influence people, whether it be my kids, my wife, or business owners, or you guys, or whatever, I can't do that if I'm judging them. And I have these things in my head where I'm like, you know, being critical of them. And, you know, I think so. That was a, that was a big one uh, for me is you can't judge someone when – you can't influence someone when you're judging them. But I, I wanted to share that. I mean, there's so much. I, I, think, I could I think, go on forever. No, I think that's huge in the fitness industry for everyone listening because how many times have you said, oh, our clients are lazy, our clients are – like they don't ever listen. Like, we immediately start, like, why can't they do what I'm telling them to do? And it's like, you got to put yourself – I think you said it in one of your talks when you talked about you didn't realize how hard it was to be a mom until – Right. You had kids and you saw it firsthand. And like for years, you judged, you know, stay at home moms. Like, what's the problem? You have all day. You don't have a job. <laughs> like, give me a break. You can't eat clean. You got to drink a bottle of wine a night. Yeah. Now, then you have three young kids at home and you're like, oh shit. Like, yeah. this is a different. That's, I mean, that, that's huge for anybody that's working. Cause I think we all do it as, as coaches. We judge people. Like, right. So. I'll give, I'll give one more. Um, the song of suffering is me, 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 me. Yeah. 
That's good. The song of suffering is me, 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 me. If it's always about you, you'll constantly be in pain. Makes perfect sense. All right. All right let's, let's, well, let's, could, let's, we got to end this talk. Let's end Listen, I, I, I tried to end it five minutes, so you want to keep going. Anybody who's still listening, if you have any constructive criticism for us, you know, if you want to hear any special, special topics or, or, yeah, or give us some feedback. If you have any criticism of us, just know that you'll be the topic of a future podcast. Right, and we'll put it on. No, but, yeah. but, but send us an email. Tom, you can send me an email, Tom at GabrielFitness.com. We'd love to hear from me. We'd love to get feedback on the podcast. Um, all right, we're going to end it right there. Vince Gabriel, have a great night. Peace, Tom. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, check out the six-week client surge. Starts February 4th. Everything you need for marketing for your fitness business. It's an online course. You get personal access to Vince Gabriel himself. Click the link in the show notes. If you sign up before January 1st, you get a discount. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.